drink water. Now I can't, drink now water. can't put that in. Now I can't put you drink water that in because, because you must pay for your, your wild thing. You can't, you can't, you can't do that. Sorry, sorry James, my phone is still yeah, blowing up. Matt yeah. must drink I'm water because you must pay for girls' drinks. <laughs> Liam applies pressure more on us lads than what the United board applies pressure on Ollie. And <laughs> this guy's taking his girlfriend all over the place. Red bus tours in his car, like spa dates, massages, ice he's cream. Moving. He's moving the needle. Liam the groundwork. Come on, roly polies. Callum's doing roly polies. Guys, dances. Do you understand? The TikTok dances I had to do over the weekend to earn 10 minutes with Fabricio Romano. Like, there's... <laughs> Yo, man's hook, line, and sink at this side of the world. And Liam's just laying foundations here. What are you building? A skyscraper or what, Liam? Cheapest, bro. Abu Dhabi, bro. It's as, I'm, I'm building a tower as, as, as high as we can reach. As high as we can reach. And listen, we're reaching for the stars because that's how we start off the episode. Welcome to it. It is Football and Friends. My name is Mitch McKenna. Liam's here. Callum's here. Matt's here. For those who are watching this for the very first time, that's how we regularly start our episodes, to be honest. And if you saw the clips and thought, yo, this is a great show. Well, here's to you. Um, So, boys, as you know, it is a filled with so much sporting happening this week uh it was incredible so we're going to start off with what we always do every week comments from friends so for those who are new how this works is you head over to our twitter youtube comments instagram wherever it is you tell us how you felt about how your team did you jot it down there and of course you might get featured on the show because we want to hear from you the loyal and solid fans uh, where are we going to start this week? I don't know. Um, there's lots happening. We had Chelsea in action. Oh, wait, wait. Can we just do a quick round of applause if your team won? Let's do that. Yeah, if your team won this week and collect the three points. Oh, just me. Oh, I see, I see what time it is. I see, what time, I see what time it is. Uh, Let's start off with the first comment, Big Mike. Shout out to Mike, man. He's been here for a while showing us some love. He says, Chelsea result is a failure in terms of having an easy chance to broaden the gap. Arteta has Arsenal leaping Oli in the table. Manchester United happy with being mediocre, playing against Poole with intensity, and you can expose them. Let's start off with you, Matt. Uh, Draw, that was the result. Uh, How are you feeling about that? In the famous words of my fellow colleague, gutted. I'm feeling gutted. <laughs> and, yeah. And that was just, it was a shocking, shocking display of football in terms of not being able to take advantage of yesterday's results. I mean, Burnley had one chance. They took the chance. We drew the silly game. We lost points. Yeah, I'm just disappointed. I feel like, I feel like that comes with a lot of changes. And I feel like yeah. too sure we tinkered. A little bit too much playing with the, playing with the likes of starting the likes of Ross Barkley in your team. Um, Ziyech hasn't really recovered from his injury, his arm injury. Um, missing a few guys, Mount was ill, but yeah, not making excuses. It was just a shocking display of football in terms of the red team losing yesterday. But I mean, that's that's a surprise coming for you from you, uh, who's going at Ross Barkley. You're wearing a number eight right now in your jacket, so. I don't know what you what you're trying to let us know. This this eight resembles the best midfielder in the Premier League history. 
<laughs> oh, a huge shout out to Steve and Gerard. Um, so we move on to the next comment. Not the greatest performance from Arsenal, but three points nonetheless. Solid defensive display. Final ball and finishing was shaky. Obama missing a pen and he still seemed to rock by Emmy's pen save. A clean sheet again, but I feel like the international break comes at a wrong time for us. Uh, of course, our resident critique of Arsenal, Liam Lloyd, we're going to come to you about this one. Uh, well, look, when most players miss a penalty, the next penalty, they usually go down the middle. And I think Ben Foster, who is trying to create content with the camera in the back of the net, certainly knew that. But nonetheless, my favorite black player in the league, uh, Emil Smith-Rowe, coming through clutch with a goal. Yeah, um, we, we spoke about Smith-Rowe last week. And like, again, man was so exciting um, over the weekend. And um, I think what we've been saying about Arsenal now in the last two weeks is just showing it's 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 uh, proving itself. They they're putting in consistent performing performances. Uh, Ramsdale now has more clean sheets than goals conceded in the league. Um, so defensively, I think that's always been their big issue. Like even in the seasons where they were doing well under Wenger and and, and coming top four, like defensively they was they were always shoddy. So to see them like fix that area, and if you look at the players in their back line, we could see that defense being there for for some time uh, going forward. Like in in terms of consistency and and how many seasons you can get out of that group. And I think from there with Arteta now, it's it's much easier for his team to have their clear style of play because if you when you can build out from the back, and when you can trust your defenders when you don't have the ball. Uh, it makes it so much easier to to manage and coach a team. So, yeah, uh, big ups to Arsenal. Gave them a lot of flack beginning of the season. Now they're ahead of us. Um, it's the worst, yeah, it's the worst feeling in the world having to say these words. But, um, yeah, well done. Well done to the Gunners. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> we yeah, finally Gunners, get yeah. out of here first. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on swiftly. Uh, yes, this is coming from Young Nan. <laughs> regular over here. Liverpool need to wake up back-to-back -back prem performances with shocking defensive displays and poor decisions. Many come back to the Cresswell challenge, but we cannot make excuses for poor performances. Robbo has been poor these last couple of games and he needs to be dropped. I've also, also got another Liverpool comment here. Uh, they're going... I can't see it on my side. Hold on. Here we go. Oh, there we go. I hope Liverpool got the wake-up call after this weekend. We're not invincible and some serious changes need to be made going forward with regards to team selection. If someone plays consistently poor, they need to be benched. No one is bigger uh, than the club. I'd like Anderson, uh, Andy Robertson to come outside because we need to have a chat. Callum, how are you feeling? You're going to have to address the left-back ch chat at the end of the season, guys, because, wow. No, it's, um, it's wrapped up. It's wrapped up already. No need. <laughs> This guy, Tavares from, from Arsenal, best left back in the league. What are you saying? Um, yeah, guys, where do I start with Liverpool? I, I, I touched base on this after the Brentford game, um, even last week after the Brighton game. And I said, you know, I've, I've come out and I've been um, critical of, of Oli's United's team in terms of transition. And Liverpool have a very, not the exact same issue, because the way we get in transition is slightly different, but we're getting transition to on too many occasions in our games. And we all know our creativity comes from our fullbacks and our, our, our front three players and their press. And our system allows us to create lots of chances and to score lots of goals. We're scoring 
a mad amount of goals every single game. The issue at the moment is in midfield and, and, and going back from there. So last year we had Gini Wijnaldum, we'd have Fabinho, or the season would be won the league, and the season before we'd have Gini Wijnaldum, Henderson, Fabinho, and if one dropped out, another would come in, and that would be the, the system. At the moment, we've had a lot of rotation in midfield, and even now we're, we're a decent midfield this weekend. We had Fabinho and Henderson. That's so, two solid players. I mean, Ox. Ox does work hard off the ball from time to time. He does get his critique. I critique him from time to time as well because he's hot and cold. At the moment, it's so easy to play through Liverpool, and this is where Klopp, his back backroom staff, and the players need to be um, sort of critiqued. You know, we can't keep saying Klopp, Klopp's done amazing. He has, to, he has to, as the manager, find a way to, to to stop this and find a solution in our system to try and stop the situation. Now, it's becoming too um, too often of occurrence every single game where you see six, seven, eight times a, a game, you'll find two or three on two situations. You know what I mean? You're having a, a front three or front two up against Matip and, and um, Van Dijk or whoever the partner is for Van Dijk. And... In the past, there would maybe be one or two occasions per game. And over time, you know, you expect Van Dijk and his partner to handle those situations. But when it becomes six, seven, eight times a game, they're not, they can't defend eight, six, seven times or whatever amount of times per game. It's not possible. And we're, we're going to concede. And it doesn't help that, that Alisson's had a bit of a shocker. Or not a bit. He's had a shocker yesterday completely. And he, he hasn't, I think since last year, obviously he had some rough issues at these with his family and, and things like that. And he, he, he had a sort of, rough rough season last year and he's not been the best and this season he's been a bit shaky at times and we just the way we're conceding goals reminds me of 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 Liverpool under Klopp at in the early stages of, of Klopp's tenure uh, as well as when Brendan Rodgers was at Liverpool we conceded such sloppy goals like we, we're conceding the weirdest set-piece goals and this is exactly what it looked like I mentioned yesterday Lovren and Skirtle even when Saka was there we would concede such soft goals and I, I'm, I'm not sure from a Liverpool's perspective. I know people like to say, like, oh, play this formation, play that formation. Look, the formations worked. I think we will always play a 4-3-3. I know um, someone alluded to three at the back yesterday. I think there's a guy named Dean on Twitter. Um, shout out to him. He he mentioned would, would maybe Trent get a better deal because he's always having to go run back from furthest upfield all the way back and, try and be caught in transition. Would it not be better if Liverpool played three at the back? And I don't think Klopp... Club fancy that system, you know. I, I wouldn't mind us trying trying it one day, but you're not going to get the best out of your front players. It's it's a, it's a different type of system for us. Perhaps it works, but we we have to find a way to 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 nullify these threats because every time we were four, we were in the final third yesterday, and it was bish bash bosh, and they're in on goal. And I'm like, it can't it can't keep happening because we we cannot win the league playing this kind of football. And I know I said. If any of our teams fail to win the league, it's a failure and we've bottled it. At the moment, Liverpool are bottling the league at the moment, guys. Um, it's, it's, I can't, can't deny that. You can't have four draws and a loss and six wins in these amount of games. If we lose to Arsenal in the next game, Arsenal leapfrog us. And we've been critical of Arsenal and Arteta, but look how they're turning things around. So we also have to turn these things around before it's too far gone. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, I'm disappointed. I'm gutted. That's my, my key phrase. I'm gutted for the lads. I just hope that these boys go out in the international break and there's no injuries and that we can we can sort out our issues because we, we're scoring goals for fun, but we cannot keep making it hard for ourselves. You look, look at the games we've drawn against Brentford. Okay, they're a decent side. They will take some scraps. They've had a poor run now the last couple of games. Brighton, also a decent side. They will get results. West Ham are a good team. 
Um, I know at the beginning of the season, someone predicted them fourth, and we were like maybe fifth, sixth, seventh. That's their spot because I think eventually over time it will catch up with them. Injuries, December period, um, Europa League as well. They're a good team. They've taken some big scalps this season. Leicester, Spurs, United in the Cup, City in the Cup, Liverpool in the league. They're not a bad team. And I think they have a really good starting eleven. But if Liverpool wanted to win the league or want to win the league, we have to grind out results against these teams and we have to beat them. It's as simple, it's as, simple as that. You heard it from Callum, our resident Liverpool fan. Uh, we're going to move over. Yo, what's technology's failing? Here we go. Karen Johnson, shout out to him. Manchester United playing worse football than PSL standards. One uh, CS at Old Trafford since March, losing games at OT. Like it's going out of fashion. I honestly don't know how much worse the season must get before there's any change. Ole and the crew don't even look asked to change things. And then when you look at the likes of Newcastle appointing new coaches, Antonio Conte appointed, being appointed at Spurs. You see Dean Smith getting sacked at Aston Villa. How do you feel about this, Lloyd? I know you were protesting the show earlier. Are you still on your protest or are we going to get a word out of you? <laughs> Anything? Hunger strike is what's happening. Are you Guys, I'm done. I'm done. So... My my football and friends contract is up until December 2023, but I'm deciding to terminate it as of today. Um, I have I have nothing more to say. I have nothing more to do. Um, we even went international with this question. That's how that's how like worrying and and, and troubling this thing is for us. I don't know, guys. Like like Conte like. Last week or the week before, Conte wasn't the one, but now that he's gone, like, you never know what you had until it's gone. Eh? That's what I'm saying. That's what I want to say. Because I was going to say I watched, that. I watched this. I watched this crap. I, I was going to say the S word, but I don't want to get rude. I watch this crap every week now. Every week. And... It's like the guy thought he has done something amazing by changing our formation. But, okay, cool. We can maybe defend a bit better. But once we get the ball to the halfway line, I don't think we practiced that part. We didn't, like, the sun set in England and then Ole said, okay, come, boys, let's go inside. And then, like, maybe he didn't realize that he had video analysis uh, resources that he maybe could have shown the guys what to do with the ball once they cross the halfway line. Um, yeah, very frustrating, very frustrating game against Man City. They made it look like a training session, um, which is quite embarrassing for us. I mean, these aren't our standards at all. Um, he's giving, Ole's giving us a tough time on the timeline. How do we defend ourselves? Um, there's, only, there's only so many likes and retweets you can avoid. Um, because when you are once so loud, everyone wants to know where your voice is when, when you're quiet. <laughs> so um, I'm not going to find my voice. Um, Ole needs to find our voices for us. Or the board needs to do something and, and find our voices for us. Because, yeah, it's just shocking. Van der Beek warms up in the 57th minute. He comes on in the 80th minute. Like, where's the, where's the plan? Like what's the what's the thought process behind that over there? And in the midfield, like we were very weak. We were, we were winning the ball from City, 
And then from there, our, our midfield didn't did like absolutely nothing with it. We'd maybe get it up to Ronaldo. But if you look at our average positionings, I think Ronaldo's average position in the game was in the half circle on the halfway line. Like, what do we do? What do we do with that? You have arguably the best player in world football playing in your team, but there's no way for your team to play in order to get him goals. It's just, okay, I hope they have passion and desire by the 85th minute. And if they don't have passion and desire, then I haven't taught them anything else. So, so yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm all out and, and I'm probably going to be silent until he leaves because and the other's voice. Callum, would you want to add on that? Yeah, I think, like, what I'm looking at this United team, obviously, guys, my team's taken two big losses, Brighton draw, and, and obviously, so I'm not, I shouldn't be the one critiquing United, but just from, like, looking at, I'm reflecting on the the Liverpool game and the City game, and those are your, your two biggest games of the season. And they, I think United did have some chances in the Liverpool game, but even then, like, uh, uh, the intensity wasn't really there. And I think the City, it was also at Old Trafford, so both games at Old Trafford, You'd have to go to Anfield and Etihad. Now, maybe you'd be less pressure on you lads because you, you're away from home, not as many fans breathing down your neck. And I could feel like last year, when there were no fans in the stadium, I think your players played with less pressure, if that makes sense. Mm. And it allowed them to sort of be more creative. Now, you've got 75,000 people at Old Trafford and the expectations are high because the money's been there and you have obviously progressed. You know, you've made that fourth spot. You've made second place. So... The, the the national expectation is or the natural expectation is to then progress from there. I think there's there is an issue there. And I think maybe it's a mental issue with 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 the players there because how can you not get up uh, depending on oh, obviously Ole's his system and 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 whatever we can just debate that. But even just the players getting up for the game, like where are the tackles? Where I know it's like oh but that's so old school, get stuck in, but come guys, it's a derby man. It, yeah, it has no, to there's a bit of fight. It's yeah, I mean you look at you look at the likes of Roy Keane. You look at the likes of Roy Keane who still have that passion. And I mean, Patrice Everell gets roasted all the time, but he loves the club. I mean, he was eating grass on IG and he was just talking about how much he loves the stadium. But you still see it like with some of your legends that they still rock up. They still, they still, they love the club, man. And I said an eating thing you... there. <laughs> eating toes, <laughs> eating grass, eating owls. <laughs> but the thing is, this formation, this formation, the ball is meant to be fed to Wambisaka and he's meant to cook, like Trent cooks for you guys. Even though you guys play a back four, Wambisaka is playing in a position where he's meant to have more attacking freedom. But when he gets on the ball, guys, oh my, he looks like me on the five score. Now I'll admit, I'll admit that I'm still. So I'll say, so I'll say Wambisaka looks like me on the five score. Now you know how bad he is. Now you know how bad he is. Then on the other side, we have Matt, aka Luke Shaw, and he's been like basically as yo, 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 yeah, Matt, yo, yo, you. Yo, you thought I was gonna yo, leave you. I you. I was gonna leave you. Nah, I got you. <laughs> so, so then from there, from there, we have no creative options out wide because they can't do anything with the ball. Then we're trying to find our central midfielders, who are McTominay um, and Fred, and yeah, and then we know what that means. Yeah, tough times, man, for all the clubs, but. If you're like me and your club got three points this weekend, you're probably smiling going into this international break. Transfer. There we go. We heard it. Fabrizio Romano. How, how did that feel? 
Anyone think guys, I just, I, for the people watching at home that just watched that interview, I just want to say like, we are four lads from Cape Town, South Africa, the tip of Africa. And the football clubs we love and watch are in Europe. And we've been watching and loving our clubs for, for many years. And for the people that have been on the show and interacted, we appreciate, we love you guys. I know this is probably Mitch's job to do, but I'm just, I'm being sentimental here. And I was messaging a friend now and I was like, remember like the times on the sunny fields of Burfleet in the grandstands, we were having Henderson versus Cleverly debates and me being emotional before Matt's double match in the morning. <laughs> Henderson versus wow. Cleverly. Yeah. yeah. Guys, I was getting Jeez. roasted because there's like so many United Crazy fans and like five Liverpool fans at this stage. Shout out to, to my, my lads back, Nicholas Erasmus, Clayton, um, <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, Sanders, all my, my, my hardcore Liverpool fans at school that that, that, that that stuck with us and those Henderson Cleverly debates. But just to say like, we've, we've just come off an interview with arguably the biggest football journalist in the world, if not sporting journalist in the world. Um, guys, that's just a bunch of lads from Cape Town, South Africa, reaching for the stars. Dream big, think big, act big. That's all we're going to say. Anyone else want to jump in and say something? No, I was shaking, guys. I was, I was shaking. Like, like it's, it's oh, big. Man. It's... Um, and it's something that I think we were we were more excited than nervous about because like while well, this is like this is something that we're just doing for fun and it's something that we like Mitch and Matt's idea like way back when initially was just like a place for people to chat, you know. And it's so cool that we have someone where as soon as he puts something out, there's hundreds and thousands, even like young millions of people who subscribe just to what this guy has to say or they get notified like as he gets to say something and we got to speak to the man live like we got to ask him the questions that we see him answer on twitter um and yeah it was just it was just unreal and like i'm grateful for for that opportunity and i think the opportunity wouldn't have come if we didn't have the amount of support we had if we were chilling on 10 sub and 15 views every week like we wouldn't have thought to dream or to think that big so yeah thanks to you guys like you guys inspired us to to go out and do that so grazie matt um first of all i know this i know you guys didn't see it but um fair did confirm that Jorginho must win burn <laughs> 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 No, I'm joking. Matthew, stop it, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, James, I'm going to you guys. You guys stayed out of our I obviously gave Mitch his flowers. This is his, this is his vision. His vision came alive. Um, but yeah, just on the side note, thanks. Thanks to the viewers. Thanks to the people that's commenting, liking, tweeting every other week. I mean, you don't have to do it, but you do it anyway. And that's just awesome to see. But yeah, so just thank you to you. Without you, there's no us. And just thank you. I think everyone hit the, the nail on the head over there with everything that they said. Yeah, this has been a long time coming, but we, we are here right now. And we really appreciate all the love and support that you constantly show us. Uh, we'll keep doing what we're doing every single week. We'll be here on your screen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. We're not going anywhere. Um, and yeah, as I always wrap up the show, don't forget to tell your friends. Peace.